What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Have you ever heard me quote something like 15 USC 1692C and you're probably like, what is this dude even talking about? Or maybe you understand it, but if you don't, 15 USC 1692C is a Fair Debt Collection Practices Act communication section. And I got more for you. I've conveniently created the Consumer Credit Laws 101 document, free document, which I put in a CAT Credit University. I think it's very important for us as consumers, you and I, to understand our power, and understand how to interpret these different laws, which is why I've created that document for you. So you can click the link in my bio, click the link in the CA Tactics LLC bio, and go get the free document. If you like the free document, you can invest in yourself and get the official document. Consumer Credit Laws 101, click the link in the bio. Enjoy the episode. Podcast, aka Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast. Today we got a special episode. We got a guest. We got my homie. He's known as the Credit Yoda. I'm going to read his bio real quick, and we're going to get into this episode. He's a wealth of knowledge, of information, and y'all really going to see based off of um, the episode. So his name is Nathan Azonobi Jr. He's a credit and consumer law consultant and speaker. He's a 28-year-old entrepreneur from Philadelphia. I know a lot of y'all from Philly out here, so shout out to Philly. He started his credit business to attain some generational wealth you know, something that he knew he could pass down, if anything. And he just wanted to teach his family about credit. So that's why he started Recoup Enterprises LLC, basically to help people recoup and understand underlining, the underlining of credit and how credit is to help you if you use it in the right way. Um, He also speaks on how to leverage credit and using the cash to invest to make passive sources of income. The Credit Yoda, my guy, welcome to the episode, How You Living? Man, brother, how you doing, man? It's been a long time, man. We've been yes, talking sir. about been talking about doing this for a while now. Yes, sir. You know, and if y'all not if y'all not tapped in with King, man, y'all definitely gotta just listen to what this brother be saying, man. He shows you how to leverage, he shows you what you can be, you know what I mean? Um, so a lot of this stuff is just really focused, you know what I mean, and honing in on your true self. Mm-hmm. And once you know who you are. And you hone in on yourself, then you'll be able to accomplish really whatever it is you want to accomplish. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. I definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate your time because um I know you be teaching a lot of people about, you know, the consumer laws, which we're gonna get into. So mm-hmm. definitely appreciate your time. I just wanted to start by asking you, like, you know, how's your week? Have you had any like small or big wins? It could be credit, it could be not related to credit, you know, just talk to us. Uh, you know, everything is good, man. You know, uh, I really don't have no complaints, you know, business as well. Um, you know, just getting new investments. Um, you know, this credit stuff change every day. So it's like, you just got to stay hip to what's going on. Um, and always be a student, you know what I mean? For me, uh, this week has been good. You know, I've been able to, you know, find some people to outsource some work to, you know, just build my rapport with different you know, uh, people's in different lanes as far as like graphic designers, website designers, like, um, 
and it's crazy like when we're talking about credit you know all this 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 credit is needed in every lane you're in mm-hmm. no matter what business you in, you need credit you know what i mean so just being able to speak at different events and have different things going on and um you know pulling people from different areas in any lane that they're in um so yeah it's been a good week man it's been a really good week how about yourself hey man i appreciate you um asking so my week has been it's been pretty um blessed typical just trying to get one percent better mm-hmm. each and every day um you know we're all human so we do have our days where it's not like that. I had some stuff go down with Turo that I had to handle. You know how that these I already know. I already yeah. know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But listen, man, Turo is a, a, a uh, mm. I'll tell you right now, man. <laughs> that Turo, man. And that's that's one of the things, you know, speaking of Turo, that's that's one of the ways that makes some passive source of income. Yes, sir. You know, with me, when I started with Turo, I uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to do this, but it's it's the attachment that we make with these material items mm. and if you go tell somebody today man you can make you a quick to a hundred dollars in, in a month's time or even two weeks time depending on the type of vehicle that you have in the area that you live in and it's about location as well but anybody can do toro you know uh just take your personal vehicle create an account on toro if you have an economy car uh you know i start out forty dollars you know, and, um, you know, you start from there. Mm-hmm. If you have something more of luxurious, you will price it a little higher. If you have an exotic vehicle, you can price it a little higher. With the with the luxurious cars and the exotic cars, you can play around with how much. But, you know, economy cars, I mean, I, I if you're starting out, I'm not pushing it past 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's an economy vehicle. And at the end of the day, if you're doing $40 in 30 days in a month and your car is getting rented out, you, you're going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do with this money is, you know, you, you stack it up and you reinvest it. You know, you you have it. This is where you leverage that cash. Mm. You know, you go take this cash and you go invest into things that's going to produce you more s- sources of income. And this is how we build businesses, things that we can attain that we can hold. I can't teach a kid. Uh, you know, I can't give the kid my my hand and being a doctor. Like if I'm a doctor. You know, you don't own that practice you work at, though. So you can't mm. pass that down to a child. Now, if you own the practice, oh, yes, you can You can keep passing that down to the family and you can teach medicine in the family because you have your own practice. Mm-hmm. See, we, 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 it's cool to go to school and attain this knowledge, maybe go work for somebody and get that experience. But outside of the working for that person, that person is where you're trying to be. Mm. So most of us are working for billionaires and multimillionaires that own these businesses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, when do you take it upon yourself to to want to be an owner of a business? Hold because on, hold on, hold on. You're talking so spicy already. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even getting to who you are, bro. <laughs> I know, man. I know. You know how I go, bro. I just go in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, nah, most definitely as far as me, though, uh, like you said, you know, I'm from Philadelphia. Um I had I was working a job at the time. It was a company called Peloton. Uh, you know, basically they service treadmills and, and bikes, cycle bikes uh, for health. And um, I was there, and just like for instance, you know, everybody heard of Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Clubhouse did a billion dollars in, in seven months. Wow! So the guy I was working for, he he became a billionaire in the pandemic. Oh wow! 
So you just gotta ask yourself, it's like, man, you know, I'm at this point, I'm like, yo, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm I, I need I need to be a billionaire. You know what I mean? What is he nice. doing that I that I, I'm not doing yet? You know what I mean? So yeah, of course at the job, like I said, you use the job to leverage. You know, instead of using the money to go out on the weekends and stuff, you use it to invest in things you want to do. You know what I mean? That's your, that's your source right there. Mm-hmm. So take that cash and go invest with it. You know, but you learn the job, though, as well. Because the job is going to teach you how to run your own empire, whatever it is you want to do. That's mm-hmm. how I look at a job. A job is just really training. So you can know how to open a business. Like, okay, a job got a front office. They got management. They got the uh, supervisors. They got the service. They got somebody to come in and clean the building. They got all that. So by the time you leave that facility, you should know how to somewhat run a, have a mindset of how to run something of your own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just gets to the point where you leave and work every day. And it's like, yo, it got to be more to life than this. Facts. You know, it got to be more to life than waking up and going to somewhere you ain't trying to go because you got to pay your bill. Mm-hmm. Cause somebody told you you gotta pay a bill or something sort of that. So we go to work, you get one day off, you barely got time for yourself, and you trying to figure it out. It's like, all right, we gotta figure this out, and I need more money. Hmm. I'm trying to create some things. So it just got to the point where, for me, it's happiness over anything. Cause I want to be, I need to be sane in whatever I'm doing, you hmm. know. And so, when you're working somewhere and Again, you think the way we think. The average person ain't thinking how we thinking. Yeah. And when you start talking the way we talk and you're around people who don't talk or understand how you speaking, it comes off as arrogant or you're better than this. Or It's, it's not that. I'm trying to educate you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this credit stuff is, is deep and it's, you know, most of us don't understand credit until we got to go get a, uh, somewhere to live or some. we need something to drive us back and forth to where we're going. Mm. And then you find out you can't get nothing. So I'm just like, all right, I got good credit while I'm working. I, I always had good credit, but I'm like, uh, look, how do I leverage? Like, what do I do with it? You know what I mean? Um, and then you learn it's not even about no numbers. So then I'm just studying 2019, 2020. 2020, I'm just studying, I'm studying, I'm studying. You know, uh, it's funny how, you know, we, 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 in the, in the credit um, lane that we in is, is very, uh, I would say it's, it's big, but it's not that big. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So uh, when I say, for instance, um, you know, with the credit stuff about leveraging, you can have good credit, you can have this good profile. If you don't know what to do with it, if you don't know what to do with it, then it's just there. So, you know, I'm going to these mentorships. I'm starting to look on uh, Instagram lives. I'm going on YouTube. It's crazy how I, I was paying people to try to fix my credit for me. But once I started fixing my own credit, then that's when it started getting fixed. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, this whole, we there's somebody in the community of credit that, or, or just laws and the credit community that speaks on doing for self. And that's really what you got to do when it comes to your own credit mm-hmm. and pay somebody. But even with paying somebody, are you learning? Exactly. Because uh, because nine times out of 10, somebody's coming to somebody, giving them money. Hey, I need this off. I need this done. OK, we got you. Did you have an experience of learning anything? Because the goal isn't for somebody to keep coming back to get their credit fixed. The goal is for you to have an understanding 
of how to leverage this stuff and use it in your favor and also how to be able to critique your own consumer report without having to depend on somebody to do it for you because that's what a good teacher is mm-hmm. a teacher going to teach you stuff that you ain't never got to come back i mean of course you got to sharpen your, your you know sharpen your uh knowledge but you shouldn't have to keep coming back for the same understanding that you should have had when you especially if you're paying for a service yeah so it's like uh i got up to an 805 in 2020 like that's my highest credit score ever in life and i ain't even I wasn't even trying to get that, but it just happened. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm hyped just like everybody. Yeah, man, you know, like, <laughs> five, man. But it's yeah. like, come on, it don't mean nothing if you ain't using it. It's exactly. like having a million dollars in your hands right now. But did you invest that million dollars to make you two million, three million, four million, five million dollars? Mm-hmm. So now this is where you learn how to leverage. When we say leverage the credit, you know, um, I don't think people understand that word, like using yourself as leverage, using the money you make as leverage, using your credit as the leverage. So if I want something, I can go get it now. It's not even it's not about the score neither, because you find that out quick. You know, yes. you have this high score, but your profile's thin. Or you profile have this high thin. score and all you have is AUs and trade lines of somebody else's information, and you still go to do something and they tell you no, you can't get it because mm-hmm. it's not your information. Mm-hmm. So what? And then you got to see how the credit game has changed. This this game has changed totally from 2019 up to now. Yeah. Um, and they've gotten more strict because the wealth standard has passed back over to us. And I don't even think people realize as far as that goes. Like, you know, back in the day they speak of how we had our own banking systems, but we're getting back to that. You facts. You know, they say the future is coming. We in the future. We, we, we've got our, our wealth back. We've got now it's time to maintain and secure yep. and keep it and let nobody not let anybody come around and take it from us. There's been more millionaires as far as minorities than in, in history right now because it's, it's multiple ways to create um, resources of income. Exactly. You know, so if one time we thought it was work a job all day, now we understand it's crypto, it's credit, it's, it's businesses, it's passive sources of income, it's investing, it's it's so many different things, and we got we're we're in the door now. So it's like since we're in the door, we got to keep the door open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't go back to not knowing, and it's and it's a lot. I, I you know I know a lot of people like think school going to teach you this, but I ask ask yourself these questions: How come we don't learn these things in the school and the stuff we do learn? is what they want us to know and not what we need to know, mm-hmm. you know? So I didn't know how to go sit down with the dealership and get a car. Even with that, that's a whole game in itself. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so, man, you know, you really got to, I, w- I would tell anybody, uh, what, i say what, because uh, you can't really get nothing with credit. I mean, you can get student cards, but I would say from if you 18, this is the best time to learn about investing. This is the best time to learn about credit. This is the best time to learn about anything as far as that can produce you some income, something you can create, something that's tangible, you know, intellectual property that's yours that nobody can take from you because that's what it's about. You know, it's about having something you can leave because at the end of the day, the, the, the sad part about being a selected one in the family and being a chosen one to have to create the wealth is you're not going to be able to reap the benefits of all the wealth that comes after this. 
That's a fact. You know, what you're creating is for the generation that's coming after you. So they ain't got to go work no job. They ain't got to. And if you do it the right way, it can be enough wealth that goes for generation and generation and generation. The reason generational wealth don't last is because by the third generation, they consumed all the sums. They they haven't invested properly. They didn't keep the wealth going or somebody got selfish, got a hold of everything and just kept it to themselves. So, you know, we got to get out of that mindset and just start being creators and create things. Um, I'm not saying quit your nine to five. Use that as the source to be the battery of what you're trying to make happen. But once you get to where you're going, it's time to cut them things off and, 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 and invest into yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I understand everybody's not going to have that mindset. But for the ones who are questioning themselves and trying to figure out what are you supposed to do when you want, when you find your purpose and your purpose becomes what it is you're doing, the money comes behind that. So you don't got to look for the money. The money's going to find you. You just find what your, what your purpose is. What are you good at? What are you, what, what are you, are you good with your hands? Are you good with your mind? Are you a talker? Do you, are you good with words? There, there's a lane for everything. Yep. And if it ain't a lane, you create the lane. Facts. So, you know, hey man, y'all, y'all done heard the <laughs> credit, y'all done, you know, giving y'all game. So, I mean, I mean, I think it's very apparent. I think our audience members know. I know some of your people is gonna listen to this too. Mm-hmm. You're definitely a wealth of knowledge when it comes to credit, but I'm curious to know what did, what did credit mean to you before everything that you know now? All right, so I say. What year was it? I was I was uh I was going to trade school. I think this was was this 2018 around that time. Okay, so yeah, so around 20, I say 2016, 17, 2017, 2018 time. You know, I was in a, a relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I was with this female for like five years. And so uh she was going to school for like uh nursing, something went wrong, so she changed her major. She started going to school for like accounting. And so like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm learning that she going too. you know, she teaching me, but I already like credit cards and stuff. Like we ain't had no credit cards. So I'm like, yo, we got to do something. So she got a discover card. Mm. Oh, I love that discover. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I, I wasn't, you know how it be, man. You like, I'm gonna let my girl, you know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. And then eventually she's like, babe, come on, you gotta get a card. So I'm like, all right, get it. I get the card, whatever. And, uh, you know, it just started working. You know, I'm using I'm paying it off. I still don't really understand. I'm thinking you just get it, pay it off, whatever. Mm. But one thing about me is I always pay my bills on time. Mm. This is before consumer law comes into play. Mm-hmm. You think you got to pay some bills and all this other nonsense and all this. So you 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 using the car. And at this point, I'm just using the car, paying off little things here and there, making sure the utilization is low, not mispayments and all that even with my school loan like my first real account for credit was school loan and i didn't even know it mm. you know i mean i'm just going to school you know that's really everybody's first major um uh, uh account that's going to be on your consumer report yeah if you keep it in good standing that's a nice trade line right there and if you do what you're supposed to do you ain't gonna have no problem it's going to be in green you know what i mean that's why i'm paying stuff on time and you know, knowing your due dates, your statement dates and all that. So even then, I didn't even know what that was. I just knew pay that card off by the 13th. So mm-hmm. at the time, what I was doing is I was paying on the 13th. I didn't know the due date and the statement date. And the, uh, I didn't know any. 
yeah. So at the time, I'm like, okay. Once 2019 hit, though, mind you, I'm I'm still in a relationship with the with the queen I was with at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our credit is going up. So my I remember my mom and you know basically I was living with my mom at the time and uh you know financially it was things going on to the point where we got put out the house you know what I mean mm-hmm. so like uh she goes she gets herself you know together I go move in with my pop and my my pop Nigerian so you know how this go you know they yes, <laughs> you gotta move back home man and they ain't trying to hear that and I'm 25 at the time yeah. At the time. So I'm like, I just need to go home for a couple months, stack up a couple couple dollars, and I'm cool. And I said I was only going to be there for, uh, you know, a couple months, like three, four months. But, you know, when you come home, man, and you're, 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 I'm, li- I'm with my pop, my dad. So I'm like, you know, damn, bro. I know I ain't going to really be able to do nothing. It's that strictness. Like, they don't care how old you is. You, exactly. you in their house and state rules, that's how it go. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to work. At, at first, I'm going to work, coming home, that's it. But then it gets to the point where, like, I'm coming home, I'm going to work. It's not like you're paying my bills. I'm taking care of me. I just need somewhere to lay my head. So I'm 25, you know what I mean? But you forget, like, well, your pop Nigerian, he don't play that American game. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like I go out one night. <laughs> where is it going, man? I, I go home. I come home. Oh, he, he didn't have it. You know, um, so it, it gets to the point where it's like, I got to make a decision. And this is where that faith come in. So we get an argument one day. I just pack my car up. I I, 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 I sleep in my car. Mm. Right now, I need credit to have somewhere to stay. But my credit ain't at the numbers it need to be at. No, man. So I got like a six something at the time. I need a 680, 690. Good profile. And I'm in the door to get this apartment. So I said, I got, I got 90 days to find an apartment. So I slept in my car in front of a shopping center for 90 days. I went to work at the time. I worked for um, GE Appliances, uh, installing appliances in people's homes during the day. At night, um, I came home with the Planet Fitness. And I, I had a, I had to go to Planet Fitness because I ain't had nothing else. So I'm like, I, I got to go to Planet. I'm going to Planet Fitness. I work out. I shower. In the morning, wake up, go back to Planet Fitness, work out, shower, go to work. Did this for 90 days. And it was, it was, it was, it, but at this time, I'm building that credit up. So I'm using the card more. I'm paying, I'm knowing my due dates, my statement dates at this time. So I get the credit up to 680, So I'm like, at this point, like, I only had like a couple, 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 couple thousand on me. So I'm like, yo, I got to make a move, man, because it's getting cold. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get cold. So, you know, yeah. winter, winter coming. So I'm like, all right. So at this time, me and my ex, we're not even together. You know what I'm saying? We, we going through some things. So I'm homeless. I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? So I get, I get, one day I go to uh, my apartments that I'm in now, and I'm just like, all right, look, we're going, we just going to do it. So I had the 1200 and my credit was where it needed to be. She said, we'll get back to you tomorrow. Call me back. It's a, it's, it's, you know, you got to wait till the 30th, but you in there. So August 28th is when I moved in. And, uh, you know, I just started working on that credit, man, working on that credit, you know, going to work, building my credit profile up. You know, I learned about rental karma, you know, um, mm. paying my rent on time and getting, 
getting you know compensated for paying my rent. So I put that on there. That was another nice account to have. They went back two years for me. And at this point now, they just beat a case. So now they're they are reporting to Equifox and TransUnion at this time right now. Oh, they're reporting all three now. Yeah, well, they were just doing uh, they doing TransUnion and uh, Equifox. I think they're trying to get like a license to get Experian too. But for right now, the TransUnion and Equifox, they definitely reporting to them. Um, I know substantially my credit went up having them on my credit report. I mean. I say 40 points as soon as they got on. You know what I mean? So that was a big help. And then, you know, I always paid that on time. And then I, like I said, learning due dates and statement dates. Mm -hmm. Then I went to the bank, got the cashier's check. I needed a car. I'm like, let me go leverage. This is where you leverage that credit. Mm. Leverage that credit, went and got the car. APR rate was at a three. Okay. Cool. Most people go get their first car. This is my first time even doing business at a dealership. So I'm like, I just know that APR can't be high, man. And if they're not giving me what I walk, want, I'm walking out. So I was, I, I actually was about to walk out on it. They called me back running, chasing. <laughs> oh, please, no, 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 no. We, all right then, yeah. So who got the power? You got the credit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's why I try to tell people it's the credit going to talk for you. All you got to do is make sure you maintaining that credit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But so. You know, I got the car and I was just like everybody else. I'm at the job. I'm at the nine. This is I'm, I'm at the my nine to job, nine to five at this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need more money, man. I got to do something. I got to take a risk. And I'm seeing everybody on Instagram. I'm seeing everybody doing what they're doing. And I'm like, man, that's my baby. That's my car. But forget that. Mm -hmm. Three years, that car ain't going to mean nothing anyway in three years. You're going to trade it and then go do something else. Whatever. So I'm like, put it on Toro. Put it on Toro instantly. First month, I think I did 600. Hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Shoot, 600. That's damn. Okay. Second month, I did like seven something. Seven, I think it's like 750. I'm like, all right, $100 more. But I'm able to pay my bills. Like, I ain't paying no note. The gas is paid. The insurance is paid. I, I still can save a little extra. Yeah. In, the, in the one month, I did like $1,270. I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. I got it. So what I found out is if you're not in a Miami or in Atlanta or 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 somewhere like, you know, like places like that, people want to go and they want to drive nice. So what I did is the airport, the train stations, things like that. Um, so, you know, I use the airport in my city and I use the train station and I was using like, you know, some suburban areas and stuff. But it moves. That car going to move. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? All you got to do is somebody do something to the car. Incidental. They gonna pay you out. You get your car fixed. You take care of your business, but you keep track of these things, you know. And um, you just be you be righteous to people. You know, what I mean, you treat people how you want to be treated. Even if people treat you wrong, keep your cool. Because the one thing I'm, I'll say about Toro is, even if somebody do something wrong, these people will give you a rating. Like you could say, like you know, that's you know what you did wasn't okay or something. Like people will misrate you off of. Just because they don't like how you said something to them or what you, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you want to keep keep that understanding. But once you get the hang of Toro, it's pretty easy. You know what I mean? You just, me personally, the one advice I would say, though, I don't advise nobody to get a whole bunch of cars. And because at first, like I would, I would start with your personal vehicle, see how it goes. Mm -hmm. I don't advise nobody to just go, yo, let me get this car. Let me go get this. Because this, this is the thing. It does dry up. 
And depending on where you at, if your cars are not moving, if they're not moving and it gets dry and, and they ain't getting rented out. Now you got five cars that you sitting on. That's a big headache. Let's see if you got car notes on mm-hmm. these cars. So the one thing I tell people is just one, two cars to get you shoot. One car alone could, should be, pay, be able to pay all your bills. To be mm-hmm. honest, if it's moving, another car, that, sh- that should be passive income right there. And you should be able to pay the car note with no problem. Yeah. Um. So, you know, that's one of the things, like I said, leveraging that credit and then, invest, you know, using that liability, but switching it up into a, a passive source of income for yourself. Now you drive for free. Everybody's paying your bills. You, you driving for free. Mm-hmm. That's what an Airbnb is. You go get this property. You go let somebody stay up in there and pay your rent, pay your mortgage for you. You know that? And that's all we really doing, but we're owning it. It's ours. Nobody can take it from you. And this is going to stop you from having to get up and clock into a nine to five. You can create your own nine to five or your own 24 hour, you know, your own business. Even vending machines, I tell people. $1,200 to get you a nice vending machine. All you're doing is getting candy, chips, drinks, waters, whatever you want to put in that thing for women. If you got a cosmetic line, put some hair products in there. You know, when the, when the COVID-19 was going crazy, I would have I would have advised somebody to get a vending machine and put masks, hand sanitizer and gloves in there for people to be able to have access to. Oh, someone ran that up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, it, it's it, and, and and just because somebody is doing something does not mean it's not enough room for you to do it. It's a million rappers in the world. Facts. And so it's enough money out here for everybody. Eat. It's a million uh, basketball players in the world. It's a million football players in the world. Everybody got. Everybody can eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So I just tell people don't get overwhelmed with this credit, but don't overwhelm yourself with this credit as well. Mm, okay. Because one thing I will say is if your income <laughs> ain't coming in like that and you swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping and swiping and, swiping, and you ain't keeping track, listen, you're going to find yourself in a hard place, especially yeah. with credit. Because now this is money that, well, see, this is where a consumer come in. I, I, I already, yeah, I was thinking about that. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> because... One thing I say is, and it's for me, like, you know, I'll say uh, on Instagram, you know, and I say this on the time when I get on Instagram to talk, I say, it's crazy. When you start doing things, you know, people start looking for you like you, they TV show. Mm. People would get on. Some people just get on live just to see you talk, mm-hmm. you know. So when you come, you got to come with facts and you got to come correct. And a lot of times I will say people are so we're so conditioned. We are so conditioned because we've been lied to. We've been told one thing and it's and it's this. You know, there's 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 laws, there's laws for laws. That's how crazy this is. They made laws to make to for other laws. Yeah. You know, and they're not teaching you these things. They're not teaching you how to leverage these laws in your favor, nor are they teaching you how to leverage credit in your favor. The first time I heard of credit, the teacher told me, you don't need credit. Don't get credit. You will mess yourself up. Hmm. But we do need credit because the world is credit. Mm-hmm. You know, so one thing when I say consumer laws and, and the reason why is like, OK, let's think about this. They tell you to go get this credit score, run this number up, whatever. You got to have debt in order to have good credit. You got to be able to balance debt. 
that's where all these accounts come in. So you got to show that these you got to show these people that, hey, I can balance multiple accounts. I can pay them on time. And by you doing all this, you're creating reward points, cashback points, all that. There's different ways to get them too without having to put in a whole bunch of work neither. You know, there's uh, manufacturer spending. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which I suggest people are, should be doing every week, every month. Shoot, if you can do it every day, do it every day. Yeah. You know, uh, and manufacturer spending, well, one way would be uh, to basically take your credit card, you know, like, uh, Let's say you got a $5,000 credit card, or let's say you got a $10,000 credit card. Um, you go to, you go to like a local, a Walmart or, or uh, like Home Depot even got the gift cards. Uh, Lowe's got the gift cards. Uh, you know, any place like that, you go get you some gift cards. Now the gift cards can range from 10 to a hundred to $500. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a gift card for even a thousand dollars before. So you go get you two of those. Right. When you take it to the front, you take that credit card and them gift cards and you go put that you go put that money from that that credit card onto those gift cards. You're going to go take those gift cards and get you a money order. You're going to then take that same money order and go put that into that bank account that that credit card is assigned to. So that thousand dollars you just spent off that credit card. You just put that right back onto the credit card. Mm-hmm. Now you just got reward points or cashback points for free, and you didn't even have to put no work in. So when I say notes. <laughs> the difference between a hack, see, that's a credit hack. That's and that's a good credit hack to help you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when I came into this credit space, it was a lot of people doing credit. Now you know, like I know, and where are all these people at? There's a lot of people that you don't see them no more, especially with the clubhouse. There's a lot of mm. credit stuff on clubhouse. You don't really hear about that no more. Mm-hmm. It's not too many people around. So one thing I'll say is me personally, if I wish I could go back, I wish I would have learned consumer law first. All right, we're gonna transition into consumer law because mm-hmm. this is the consumer ammunition tactics podcast, and the mm-hmm. consumer does come from the consumer law. I know that you're a little bit more experienced as far as the consumer law. I think, I think you, you got hip to it in 2019. Was that when you started? I say, I say the end, like the end of 2019, beginning okay. of 20, I say 2020. So okay. I tapped, I tapped into the bureau bullies, right? Gotcha. And, uh, I started listening to him and what he was saying. And, uh, you know, like I said, when you read these laws and you read, just these things, like I, I, I got my Pico bill today. I got my electric bill today, for instance. And you know, just knowing what I know now about laws and stuff. When I look at the the bill that they send me, the invoice and violations, I'm trying to understand. Like when I look at the bottom, how my, you know, how my bill, as far as electric, my electric bill was what twenty dollars or something like that, twenty sixty six. But it's in positive. Yeah. So when I look at it, now let's let's go back to what a, a credit card is. A credit card is any credit card, license, certificate, you know, you are a credit card in 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 in, in, in a sense, you are the credit card. Actually, you're the ultimate credit card. We don't even know that. That's how powerful we are. Mm-hmm. So when I say we are the ultimate credit card, if I don't go into a cell phone store. 
if I don't go into a car dealership, if I don't go into a mortgage place, if I don't anywhere I have to give my social security number and a signature, if I don't give those two things away, then these people don't have nothing. These they don't have anything. They don't have quote unquote money as they say. And even money ain't real neither. Because mm. if we look at 18 USC eight, you know, 18 USC eight is uh you know the obligation or other securities of the United States. Mm-hmm. So bills, C notes, uh, federal banking notes, uh, gold certificates, silver certificates, all that is the obligation of the United States. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't we're not taught that when we say obligation to the United States as a consumer, all bills and taxes is the obligation of the United States. They supposed to pay us taxes. Mm hmm. You know, these bills that we get in the mail, these invoices, if we don't read anything as well as people, we're, we, we've been so prone to a digital phone. When we get the bill, we just look at the bill. Oh, it's T-Mobile said, I owe $173. Okay, let's get that credit card out. Yeah. But did you look at the PDF? Because you said no paper billing, no more. That's a big deal right there. I'm a, and I'm going to speak on this paper billing. See, Everybody's eco bill, everybody's paperless billing. We all thought it was to help the world. They don't care about the world. Mm-mm. They giving you a vaccine that people still dying from. What makes you think they care about the world? Mm. So let's really think about this. Why would somebody want to hide important documentation that you're supposed to be using as an instrument to pay your bill? <laughs> Why Why would you want me to go paperless? Why don't you want me to see what my bill is every month? Because, again, when the last time somebody looked at a paper bill, like a whole paper bill front to back, you read the bottom to the top. We don't even read. We've been so conditioned not to read anymore. So, like I said, that paperwork tells you everything you need to do with that invoice if you really look at that paperwork. Yeah. But we don't read nothing. So again, when I say the paperwork tell us what to do, um, for instance, if you look at a a current Pico bill, or like for me, I'm looking at my a, a Pico bill. Pico is is in the energy bill in Philadelphia. So gotcha. if you look at the top of the bill on the left hand corner, I see Pico, their logo, their symbol. Mm. Um, I'm trying to understand like. Uh, from what I know, there's no there's that that information is not supposed to be on there. A logo, a symbol, the only thing that should be on your mail, the contents of mail or the inside the mail, always should just be the address of the company or the corporation and the name of the corporation. That's it. It's not supposed to be no logo because the logos are informing everybody that is looking at your mail that you owe a debt to somebody. Mm. So if you look at the contents of your mail, there's a there should be a logo at the top, maybe a logo at the bottom, maybe there's even a logo on the outside. But that's a violation. Yep. And you know, for each violations that we have, it's up to a thousand dollars that you can be, you know, compensated for or even more. So I'm looking at this paperwork that I have in front of me right now, and I see two violations. Right. Then I see that my name is in a corp uh, is in an all caps mm. name. 
all caps name. And I don't spell my name in all caps when I'm writing on documents or if I'm signing something. I never, I never, I never spell my name in that way. So even if you have a, a middle initial in your name, notice that they only give you the middle initial, they only give you the first letter of your middle name, and it's a capital, it's the capital of the first letter. Because they're talking to you as you're a corporation. Mm. See, in a sense, you are the corporation because any person or any any individual is a corporation. But then again, you are the natural person. So you are the consumer. But see, you got to know which one you got to play. You know what I'm saying? We got two roles. That name that they're spelling is the name that was created for you at birth. Your corporation, your estate that we already have, we just don't got access to, but they have access. So your whole life, everything has been paid for. People that go to college, where does the loan come from? <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking, you know, because we know banks are borrowers. We know a bank is not a lender. A bank can't lend you anything legally. Mm-hmm. So if a bank legally cannot lend anybody anything and all you need when you go into the bank, because the bank asks you for what? Last four digits of your social. When you create a banking account, the banks ask you for your social and for you to sign off. Why does the bank need you to sign off if they provide the money? Because mm. they don't have no money. You are the money. You are the credit. You're the unlimited credit. You, 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 so at the end of the day, the reason why banks need us, we don't need the bank, the bank need us, but the banks make you think that you need them. That's a fact. So at the end of the day, you are the consumer and you're the creditor. You extend credit when anywhere you go, when you, when you walk into a bank, you're extending your hand to grant them access to go into your securities, to take from your securities in order for you to be able to have money, even on credit cards. That money ain't coming from no bank. When we say that's OPM, is it really OPM, other people's money, or is it your money? Because mm. where they get the money to put on the credit card? If a bank ain't no lender, if a bank ain't no don't have money, if a bank is just a borrower, how did the bank put the money on your credit card? Again, don't they got access to your social security number and your web signature? Mm. So again, the securities is coming from you. How do you loan me my own money? How do you charge me uh, a bill that's in a positive standing? And the sad part about these bills that we get, it says return only this portion with the check made payable to whomever they're saying that you owe to. Please write your account number on the check. And if you really look at the bill, it never asks you to send in it never asks for money. It never asks for credit card information. It asks you to remit, to remit the payment. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's pause on that. So I saw something you posted. I think maybe it was this week. You were basically breaking down some remittance. Can you can you touch on touch on that story? So as far as like remit and remittance, you know, we we talk about these words. I know a lot of people may have never, um, I guess came across these these. These two words, and it's really not two words because remit and remittance is the same thing. Uh, remit is just short for remittance. And remittance, 
the term to remit is to be given a gift, an instrument. So basically in, in law terms, they call those bills that we get, those are instruments, those are invoices, right? So on the invoice and where remittance comes in is they gave you uh they gave you an invoice, they gave you something, right? Mm -hmm. They're telling you that you owe money, that you owe money. Now, again, how can we owe something if it's in a positive? If I ever owed anything that was in a negative, I paid it, it became a positive. Your credit card, for instance, when you use the money on the credit card, it becomes a negative that you negative down, it becomes a positive. So the word remittance means this, the sum of money sent, especially by the mail in payment for goods and services or as a gift. Right. So I'm going to read that again. The sum of money sent, especially by mail or in a payment for goods, services or as a gift. So they again, they just told you they sent in, they sent you something as a gift and oh, they're caught that. <laughs> tear it off at the bottom and send it back. So it says tear return this portion with your check made payable to such and so in my in my term it would be pico. Please write your account number on on your check. So this is a check. The bottom of this is a check. It's an invoice, it's an instrument, it's a payment. That's what we would use to pay back. And think about this. When you get these bills in the envelope, there's another envelope inside that envelope that's empty. Mhm. Mm why they don't send you another envelope to throw it in the trash they send you another envelope to put that bottom of the tear off in that envelope and send it back to them and they telling us what to do and we're not doing it so think about this you got a bill for 44 dollars and 30 cents that they're saying you owe and you just sent them a credit card payment of 44 dollars so not only do they have the gift that they sent you they got the 44 dollars you just sent them so you just sent them 80 something dollars and they only asked you for their $44 back. I just want my $44 back. Send me my gift back that I sent you. And a lot of this is, again, it gets to, we, they, they, they have us not reading for so long that we don't read anything. Mm -hmm. We don't look at anything. We don't even look at the contractual agreements that we signed, mm -hmm. putting us in this position. You know, let's talk about car, car contracts. Oh man. A car contract, uh, which, man, car contracts is really what gets everybody. Um, because in a in a contractual agreement with a car dealership, it, it's an open it's an open consumer credit transaction. Which means open consumer credit transaction is is basically them using you as the securities. You are the securities that they're using. The promissory note is the contract you just signed. So. Pretty much they're cashing out on to your securities. How did they get into your securities to cash out? You gave them your social security number. And that's how they've been paying for everything for you your whole life. Mm -hmm. Through this bank account that you don't have no access to. It's funny how you drive through a, a, a easy pass and you get a bill sent to your house. How they send a bill to your house? You ain't get these people your address when you stop to pay the toll. Mm. license plate 
if we go back to what I said in the beginning, what is a credit card? Credit card is any license plate, coupon, book, as they say, a plastic credit card, your social security number, social security, I mean, your social security card, and your birth certificate. Yep. These are all forms of payment. Let's go back even further with the birth certificate because this ties into everything. <clears throat> we don't even own our real birth certificate. The real birth certificate uh, is on the stock market and it's stamps on there. Okay, the birth certificate you got is just a copy. That's not no real birth certificate. If you look at your birth certificate, it looks like a copy. You know, uh, when I say the birth certificate is an instrument of payment, well, if when when if we take this back, and I ain't gonna go too deep on slavery and stuff like that, but when when they brought slaves over here, everybody had a, a birth certificate. Mm -hmm. They sold people on the stock market. So that's what the stock market was really invented for in the beginning. So we selling slaves and that's what they did. And if you really want to think about it, nobody is really free. Nobody's really free. A birth certificate, all it is is a tracking device. So is a social security number. Yep. It's just to track you. That's all. They know everywhere you are, everywhere you go. Think about this now. They letting everybody, even with your phone, it's a tracking device. But now you can, you don't need a credit card no more to swipe anything. You can hook your credit card up to your phone. Is that really a good idea though? Because mm. all your information is in that phone and you scanning it every day. You think they're not scanning your info too? <laughs> so again, we got to start thinking like we sign up for certain things. Oh, it's cool. This is the new way. Okay. And then this is where the deeper thinking comes in, because if you're talking like this, it's like, oh, you're, you're thinking too deep into it. They got your information with everything we do. They're sending your information everywhere in the world and violating your rights. There's not supposed to be symbols or logos on any contents of any mail, because that's telling anybody that you owe a debt to anybody. There's not supposed to be spelling your name in a corporation because they're not talking to you. The reason that they're sending you a mail, that all caps name was created for you at birth for your estate your corporation they're not talking to you they're talking to your entity that's what they're talking to mm -hmm. and they're indirectly directly talking to you to get to that again everybody that sends you a bill is a debt collector why is the debt collector getting in touch with the consumer yep that collectors are not supposed to be talking to consumers. And at any time, it is not acceptable for you to be in contact with the consumer. Because who's to say it's not an inconvenience? What stresses is this causing? Mm -hmm. Is it causing, causing you anguish and pain and stress? Because now you got to figure out how you about to pay the bill. You ain't got to pay the bill. You got to send them back the gift they sent you. If, you. if we read these envelopes that we get. And also remember this too. To the ones that don't want to pay their bills, that just don't pay them. You not answering is you accepting a contractual agreement as well. Mm. You not in that mail is still you accepting a contractual agreement that comes in that mail. So you not saying nothing is worse than you answering. You know, so at the end of the day, um, you know, we have to get a hold of who we are.
And when I say who we are, you got to know yourself and you got to know how powerful you are. And you got to know that you are the credit. Exactly. There's no money. Money is not real. To be honest, we're not even supposed to be accepting federal notes. It is illegal to accept federal notes. The federal note really is supposed to have a stamp on there. I just ran this to discharge the debt. These debts are not getting discharged. They're being rolled over and passed over. When you die, if you have credit, see, this is the sad part. We got these Federal Reserve bank accounts that we don't know about. When you die, they just roll the credit over to somebody else. Mm. Because credit is unlimited. It doesn't go anywhere. So debt, drop the debt off to the next person. And you know it's 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 sad because we've been bamboozled and we we've been mis misinformed. So now this is where you have to start unlearning and relearning. Yeah, Un unpack the old junk and and relearn the 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 new things. Everything is credit around you. You can't do nothing without credit. You can't go buy a house with three hundred thousand dollars cash. They don't want the cash. They want to see what your profile is like. Want to see yeah. what that credit looking like. But then when you start understanding consumer law, what I tell people is this. Well, you know, because, you know, a lot of people say, how are you talking about credit and consumer law at the same time? Well, listen, everybody in the world is using credit to leverage to get the things that they want. On the back end, this is where you use the law to leverage because there's laws that's being broken. When you sign these contractual agreements like a car a car contract, they're supposed to go over important processes in that contract that they don't go over. What do they tell you? Sign here, sign here, sign here. Mm -hmm. That's not going over important information. That's not informing me. That's misleading. Because you're basically telling me sign here. Why you don't go over that I can rescind on my contract in three business days? That I can come back to the dealership and rescind on my contract. And you're supposed to show me how to as well. Why y'all don't tell me that? Why do y'all say that y'all loan me? When you look at your car dealer contractual agreement, whose name on it is there? Where is the bank's name that's on there? I'm trying to understand where the bank name is. Why is it just your name and the, and the dealership that you got the car from? As if, as if you're not the original creditor. Exactly. <laughs> and then Man. the dealership telling you that you owe them money. That's misleading interpreting information. Mm -hmm. It's another violation. Yeah, and that's I'm, why that's why that's why I was really excited to be honest to bring you on the podcast because I know I know a lot of people in this credit space. You know, it's like credit repair and things of that man, nature. I got, I got, <laughs> I got my head chewed off yesterday on that live because I, I I do understand where people are coming from. It is a contradiction in a way because you're telling me to go get my credit souped up, get that 800 credit score, yeah. but then you're telling me 1681. Uh, you 15 USC 1681B is permissible purpose. They don't have no right to furnish any of this information on my consumer report. Mm -hmm. So you see, now this is where the conflict come in. Because to me, credit is lifestyle. Consumer report is freedom. I mean, consumer consumer laws is freedom. Credit mm -hmm. is lifestyle. Okay. So if you want to live nice and you want to, but this is what I'm saying. You need both of them in this corporation that we leave that we live in. The go, oh, I said corporation. What how, we in a corporation? We not no, this is a country. No, it's not. It's not a country. 28 USC 3002. Yep. 
uh, United States never claimed themselves to be a country, not one second, not one time, not one day. They never said that. That's what they told us. And they brainwashed us. See, this is what I mean by we've been so conditioned. Somebody told you you wasn't living in a country, you living in a corporation. You tell them, nah, uh, what you talking about? This a country. There are countries. These aren't countries. America is not a country. They're a business. Think about it. People come here to do business. Foreigners come here, they do business, they get their money, they send it back home to their family, and they create wealth back home. They're not coming here to stay here, to live here. They come If they is, they come in here for business. They do business in America. That's why your name is in the corporation's aspect. That's why they talk to you like you're a corporation. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dead entity, though. I'm not dead. I'm living. I'm talking to you right now. How am I dead? A, a corporation is dead. It can't speak. It can't talk. Just like if we go to the grave site of one of our relatives today, we're going to talk to them, but they can't talk back. Yeah. So it's the same thing. A corporation can't speak. How a piece of paper going to tell you you owe them money? <laughs> so it's like we got to start questioning things, and we don't question anything. Somebody serve you a plate of food you don't even eat. You you eat. We don't even we don't even question, man. Especially especially going to some of these fun. You would you'll be surprised. Your best your favorite restaurant. What they doing in the back? Oh man. And it's the same thing with credit. See, what even with credit, like if we're going into if we talking about credit, like I tell people, you leverage the credit to get the things that you want. You use consumer law to get out of the nonsense contracts that they never went over with you, that they violated your rights on. Mm -hmm. They don't explain anything to you in any car contract or any phone contract, any any contractual agreement that you sign. They don't tell you that you have a certain amount of days to come back and resend on any of these contracts. They don't even tell you that this is the promise promissory note instrument that they're about to use to cash out. Even with a lease and a leasee, like listen, even with leasing, it's it's a, it's a nasty game. So let's talk about leasing. That's a finance charge as well. You not how you renting something that's yours is <laughs> okay. So we go get an apartment. When we get an apartment, they got to run your background. They got to run your credit. Okay. Hold on. They got to run the credit. Right. So you gave them the credit information. Okay. You gave them the credit information. Not only did you give them the credit information, you also gave them the uh, signature. So you gave them both of those. So now they can run your credit to see if your credit meets the requirements in order for you to be able to live in their dwelling and their abode that's what we really supposed to be calling it not a house not a residency that's why they can tax you Mm. see again man we don't even know the terms and the words that we speaking of and we thought webster dictionary was it all no that's not the dictionary you need to be reading you got to read black law dictionary talk to them understand and interpret these words because the these deep yours the terms that they speak of in courts is uh, legality. They they use legal terms and verbiages to misconstrue you. If you go into the courtroom talking about you a civilian and you a citizen, okay, they're gonna treat you like one. You've mm-hmm. already lost if you're saying you a citizen. Because yeah. in the courtroom, you belong to them as a citizen. But if you're a consumer, 
No, no, no. They have no jurisdiction over a consumer. And how don't they have jurisdiction? You got to learn these laws. And we got to learn these laws like they the, the back of our hand. I got a question. Yes, sir. So, okay, like you said, you know, we got to learn these laws. I know that, I know your, your people are going to be tuning in. So I know, I know that they're hip to the laws. A lot of the people that follow me and listen to the podcast, you know, they're hip to the laws. They're starting to get hip to the laws because I've um, started speaking about it in previous episodes. What kind of advice would you have for someone that's just, you know, unlearning and waking up? Like, where would you say they should start? Because, I mean, we know you're very, like, advanced and stuff. Right. I can, I'm following what you're saying, but I know some people, they just go. Some people, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to Honestly, understand credit first. If you started in credit lane, understand what credit is. Mm-hmm. Understand how to use that tool that you have, that credit card. Understand how to use it. Understand all the tricks of the trades to credit. Because just like it's tricks of the trade to credit, it, the cheat code is the consumer law. Yeah. The game is credit. The cheat code is consumer law. You want to get out of anything on your consumer report, you got to use laws in your favor. And that's why I tell people, like, listen, when you step into this credit game, learn this game for real. Don't learn the hacks. Don't learn the quick, fast, in the hurry. Because quick, fast, in the hurry is going to get you, you know what I mean? You're going to fumble. Yeah. You don't want quick, fast, in the hurry. And credit, to be honest, credit repair does take to be, if you're doing it with, like, people who getting their credit fixed and doing credit repair and all that. 10 years of information on your consumer report ain't coming off in no two days. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so you want to learn law to leverage. The reason I say leverage law, because once you learn these laws, you create your own dispute tactics. Mm. You can create your own letters that you send in. You send these into the original creditor, original creditor with, for my instance, Pico Energy is the original creditor. If they having a third party involved, that's a debt collector. Mm-hmm. They're the one that's going to be sending that other invoice. Now, only reason that anything would bounce over to a debt collector because they're trying to use scare tactics to get you to pay for something because the original creditor couldn't get the money from you. So what you got to do is learn these laws. Where you start at is with laws. I tell people start with the truth and lending. I agree. Truth and lending is laws and violations. Sixteen oh two to 1692, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would start from 15 USC 1602E with the definitions. You want to start in each title. You always want to start from the definitions aspects because if you can understand what, what bureau means, what person means, what, 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 like you have to understand the term to enable to read these paragraphs of words and verbiages that you're reading because if you... The, really, the definitions are their own paragraphs. That's a fact. They, they, their own terms. So once you understand the, the definitions, you're going to understand what you're reading. If you're not understanding what you're reading, that's because you're not understanding the terms that's going with these verbiages and these words. Like there's a credit, there's credit, there's creditor, there's credit sale, there's mm-hmm. you know, there's credit cards, there's credit card holder, there's credit card issuer, and they all have their different terms. So let's let's start here, like. If you're looking at a finance charge, right, that's a 15-1605. A down payment or cash are illegal in any consumer finance charge. Everything should be included in in one charge. So everything that you got to pay, even in a cell phone, that's a finance charge because you had to use my social security number and my wet signature in order for you to pull from my 
resi- uh, my, my, my Federal Reserve Bank account in order to pay for that $1,000 iPhone. I know the new iPhone is like $1,300, maybe $1,400 at most. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say, where did T-Mobile or any other phone company get the money for that phone? Because if you're saying it's a finance charge, that means you loan me that you loan me something. Mm-hmm. Where did they get the loan from? And we spoke about in the beginning of this podcast that a bank is not is just a borrower. They can't really give you any. Really, they can give you nothing. The money that they do have in the bank, of course, they're going to have a couple of dollars in the bank because anything under ten thousand dollars, they're allowed to give to you in hand. Anything over ten thousand dollars, they're going to tell you. Um, we're sorry, Nathan, but we have to wait seven business days. But let's think about it. Why do we got to wait when I came in with $50,000? You ain't have to wait seven business days to cash that. You shoot instantly mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is what they did. They had bills to pay. I'm going to tell you how nasty the game is. They use us as instruments to pay United States debt. That's why you're the most powerful piece in the world, and you have to start loving yourself enough to educate yourself on this information. Mm-hmm. Where can you start? If you do credit repair, I suggest you please learn the Credit Repair Organization Act. That is going to protect you and your credit repair business. Mm-hmm. If you, from there on, everybody needs to read the FCRA, the Fair yes. Credit Reporting Act. From there, you need to read the FDCPA, the Fair Debt C- Collection Practice Act. From there, you need to go to the FACTA, the Fair and Accurate Credit Transaction Act. And then there's more. You know, if you really want to get nasty, you're going to learn them UCC laws, Mm. them uniform code laws. Mm -hmm. That's how you get your remedies. Mm. That's how you get paid for these violations. Mm -hmm. So, and I know it's a lot to educate, to juggle, to put on your head. But when you love yourself, you're going to do whatever you got to do. You're going to do whatever it takes to make sure you put yourself in position. We've been bamboozled our whole life. And being 28 years old, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, damn, I'm starting late, but I'm not. 28 is young as hell. 30 is young as hell. 40 is young as hell to me. That's not old. Mm -hmm. We used to live to a thousands and thousands of years. That's how old we used to get. Mm. Like, that's why I said, you know, I don't want to get spiritual on them, but we got to go back as far as our lineage. Yeah. But even with this credit talk, I'm telling you, everything ties together. Where you come from, who you are, where you where you descend from, all that goes into all of this because you're going to start understanding when you get into these laws, you're going to understand the land of the law, the, the maritime laws too. Right? With water. Why you are in the vessel of the United States? Why don't we own our children when they are born? They're federal children. Right. So anything born. okay. so 18 U.S.C. 9, the United States vessel, vessel of the United States. Basically means vessel is bonding. In the whole or in part of United States, any citizen thereof or any corporation created by or under the laws of the United States or of any state, territory, district or our possession thereof. So you are a possession of this United States and you got to break free from being a possession of this United States. The only way you're going to do that is learning these laws. Mm -hmm. The same way we went to school from kindergarten to college, 15 years of school, 14, whatever. You got to take another 15 years to unlearn and relearn. This is not an overnight 
you know, resurrection. It's an over life resurrection. Mm. So this, this is going to take time. This is going to take time to understand. If you're studying every day, you're focusing every day, you're locking in every day, you're going to be able to take action and understand. As far as consumer report and getting things off, affidavit of truth, you have to learn what that is. Oh, yeah. Affidavit of truth is your truth. It's not my truth. It's not Michael's truth. It's your truth. So I can't tell you, like, for instance, this is what you do if you want to get nasty with consumer law. So what you're going to do is you're going to do markups on your contracts. Your bills are contractual agreements, right? So you're going to look at your bills, your invoices, whatever they're sending you in the mail that debt collector sends you. You're going to circle and mark up using these law codes. If you go into truth and lending, like I said, start there and educate yourself from there. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're going to start from there. You're going to go. Basically, on your contractual agreements, like I said, make your circles, mark up. I would even add the legal code and the law next to the circle because you're going to take that markup document. You're going to transfer that over to the affidavit of truth. That is what your affidavit of truth is. Mm-hmm. Once you get the affidavit of truth together, you're going to get your cease and desist. You're going to get your validation of a debt together. They got to validate this information that they claiming that you owe. Mm. That's one thing. We're ready to pay a bill, but we're not ready to ask, is it need to be validated? Would, did we ever validate this? And a validation is not a statement of a bill that you already paid previously. That's not a validation. I need an oral validation, a signature. They'll never be able to get it to you. That's why they keep sending you the same paper, paper documents as far as statements. Where is the signature that, that you have? To secure that this is mine, validate this. Mm-hmm. That's why having old addresses and things like that on your consumer report can hurt you because there are you basically any old address, any old job, any old account, all that stuff is connected to those accounts. So when you create those accounts on your consumer report, those are linked to that current, that last address you lived at if you didn't update the information. Mm-hmm. That name that you used to use is connected to that account. That's how they verify you and validate you. And verification and validation are two different things, right? Yeah. So, the, so verification, uh, with verification, you are placing the burden of proof on these. And stop saying credit bureaus. A consumer reporting agencies. The only credit bureau is the CFPB. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got the CFPB, you got the FTC and you got the BBB. Okay. Um, At the end of the day, you file complaints with the CFPB or the FTC or the BBB. Verification. You want them to verify. Let's get back to that. Like I was saying, verification is putting the burden of proof on the consumer reporting agencies and furnitures to verify questionable information. This is the easiest method because Basically, you don't need you you don't need to pinpoint any inaccuracies and can be bold. They have 30 days to verify information. So if you send out a, a, a verification letter or a validation letter, or you send these people an affidavit of truth, or you send them a cease and desist, the only even with the cease and desist, their only reason they contact you is to let you know that they received your cease and desist and they're terminating all communication. They have 30 business days, 15 to 30 business days to get back to you off of the information that they sent you, or that is an automatic deletion off of your consumer report. Mm-hmm. 
because them not saying nothing. Remember what I said in the beginning, just like you not answering that mail is you agreeing contractually to whatever it is that they say that you owe. They are also binding themselves in a contractual agreement when they don't answer you because you're not admitted. You didn't, I mean, you didn't defend yourself. So it must be true. Mm -hmm. so you just said, okay, so we're in a contract now. You got 30 days. You, you had 30 days to bear. You didn't bear it. So delete it. And we got to stay on them the same way they stay on us. You will not get locked up. You will not get in trouble. Your credit score will not drop. If you are on them, they send you postcards, mail, they're calling you, harassing you, abusive language and obscene language, right? Just to get you to pay a bill. So CFPB, certified mail, facts. You do the same thing to them. It doesn't state that if you send so many dispute letters that uh, you will get in trouble. There's, there's no you. You can't get in trouble for disputing things. You can't get in trouble for being on their, being on their tail the same way that you are. The same way they're on us, we have to be the same way on them. How do we be on them? We use these laws in our favor to leverage our credit. That is the only way you can get your scores to do what you need them to do by leveraging law in your favor by getting accounts zeroed out. When you do get them removed, make sure they're getting zeroed out. If it's not accurate and they can't prove it, they must delete it. Don't say remove because remove means to hide in the terms of credit. So mm. when an underwriter looks at your credit, they're seeing all these, even with soft tools. Let's talk about that. Who gave anybody the right to send you a pre-approval to your house? How me how would you get information? How would you get how can you pre-approve me if you never called me on the phone to ask if you can pull my credit. Talk and how did you pull my credit? See, everybody went to Amax cards and all that, but how did Amax get your permission to send you a uh, pre-approval to your home? When they didn't, they, did they call you? And did they ask you? Did they ask you to pull your credit? See, we've been taught that a soft pull is not, is bad, it's not bad. It's not bad on the surface, but underneath the surface is bad mm. because when you go to get a house, when you go to get certain things, when you go to get, things will pop up and only a notarizer can see these. Or an underwriter can see these things. So if you have too many soft pools, it can hurt you. See, they don't tell you that. But again, who gave American Express, Chase, Bank of America the right to pre-approve your credit? Who told, like, I'm, and so when we get this to the house, oh, shoot, yo, the gold card is at the crib. They just sent me the gold card. <laughs> but they, they asked you to pull your credit to send you that pre-approval for that gold card that they asking you to get. Mind you, gold cards, if anybody doesn't know, I want you to understand the difference between a credit card and a charge card. Okay, Amax is charge card. They yeah. want their money every 29 days. And they want everything that you were swiping. It's not like a revolving credit card. Revolving, installments, and charge is three different things. Mm -hmm. So an installment would be like a mortgage. A car note. Those are revolving. I mean, those are installments. Because you're paying installments to pay them off. A revolving is a credit card. You know, you get a credit card. Let's say you spend $1,200. By the due date, if you pay it down to this much, whatever balance comes on after that is for the next month. But that's revolving. Mm -hmm. So they're just revolving the balance. So you can't get penalized as long as you pay before the due date. So whatever you whatever comes after that, that's going to the next. No, I'm not with no charge card. 
Go ahead, tell them Amex that you spent three thousand dollars. You gonna give Amex half? No, no, no. They're going to that. They're going to lower that. Uh, that uh, what, what they call that? That limit? That, that credit limit? Going? You will have a limit actually because of that. Yeah. See the thing with with, with Amex, whatever you spend, you got to put back. Twenty nine days. I need my money. Thank you. And y'all think y'all gonna keep running off on the plug's money? Well, let me tell you. When you see that consumer report, when you in the check systems. Again, though, how they charging you for you not paying back money that's yours? Mm-hmm. Where did the money come from originally, anyway? Your bank account, your, your reserve banking account. But you get penalized for not paying it back. You see the contradiction that America plays with us? <laughs> You're going to double charge me twice. You charge me twice for all my bills. That's the first thing. Okay? Because where does it say that you owe the bill? We go back to U.S. Uh, what is it? 18 U.S.C. 8 obligation of bills and all debts and C notes and Frank notes and federal law notes and anything that's of any dollar bills are the obligation of this United States corporation, federal corporation. So again, why am I getting bills and invoices sent to me as if I owe you money? And even so, why are you indirectly talking to me? You're mm -hmm. not even talking to me. You're talking to my corporation at that. And my corporation is dead, quote unquote, but I'm a live being. I'm well. We're having a, a podcast right now. I'm not dead. Yes, so if uh, I'm just trying to understand what, what, what's going on and who created this estate for me? Who gave y'all the right? First of all, do you know America has been stealing from you for years since you've been born? They stealing. The term swipe. Look it up. The banks use it all the time. Dora the Explorer told your kids, swipe or no swiper. And we thought Dora was lying. Swipe or no swiper is bad. When you swipe, that means to steal. So when you go through an easy pass, don't they swipe your license plate? They mm. stole the money off the license plate, and then they sent you an invoice in the mail stating that you owe a debt to them because you went through a toll. But you stole from me because you swiped my license plate. It all makes sense when it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Y'all stole from me. You sent me your invoice. This is how America plays. So you play the same game. You can send the same invoice back. If you learn these consumer laws, I'll tell you, you'd be a bad Bama Jamma in this earth, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Do I personally people who have been locked up, been able to get out their case because they learned the laws. And this is something that's going to, it's the, this is probably the hardest thing you have to do is you have to undump that, uh, that stuff we we don't use, like in school. What what do you use that you came out of school with? When do you use algebra or geometry? When, when I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you don't use it, but when do you seriously, who's using geometry every day? Who's using algebra every day? Who's using um, science class every day? If you ain't no scientist, you ain't using that, but you need credit every single day. You need transportation every day. You need somewhere to lay your head every day. The sad part is we don't even own the property that we have. You don't even own nothing. You don't own the, you, the, the, the This is the goal. The goal is to own the land that is underneath the house that you sleep your head in. Mm -hmm. Not own the house and not own the land that's underneath it. But they don't teach you about owning land. They teach you about owning property. Well, that's good. But when you can't pay that property, foreclose and come take it from you. And that goes on your consumer report. And that is a detriment because your, your score could be at an 800. Go ahead and get a foreclosure on your name. Your score is down. 
how do you make up a credit score if I'm the credit? Mm-hmm. Nah. How, how do I need a credit score if I'm the credit? Don't you swipe me? Hold on, this is another thing. So I need a credit score to get a car in the house, but I don't need a. You don't need to run my credit to see if I can go through the toll. You don't need my. You don't need my. You don't need to run my credit to even with furniture too. You got to get your credit ran too. I just found out about that. Oh, where? Hey, I didn't even know that. I I know that too. <laughs> and you got to get your credit ran to go get some furniture. Now, credit is life, man. Furniture, that's trifling. And we got to do better and we have to educate and we can't use that our mom and our dad didn't teach us. Mommy and dad taught you the best they knew because they don't know better. And this is if you're having these visions and you're having these awakenings, then that means God has selected you to be the family leader. You got to take this and put this on your back. It's deeper than just me and you and credit and all this. Like you want wealth in the family, you want generational wealth. Don't be the selfish one because you're scared to embrace what it is. You got you to embrace this. And if you understand credit, you won't understand life. Life is credit. Credit is life. You can't do nothing in this life without credit. Exactly. Exactly. And one thing. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say one thing you were saying about like being selfish and just, you know, not hoarding information. I've been given a lot of information on past podcasts. Like, you know, my listeners are listening. Some, some of your people might be tuning in. Maybe you're listening to me for the first mm-hmm. time. But the thing was, I felt like it would be selfish if I couldn't bring on, you know, Yoda. Because look, listen to all the game that he's giving y'all, right? I feel it's selfish if I don't bring on different podcast guests that you guys are going to listen to. Because it's so much information that we got to understand. There's so much relearning, unlearning that we've got to do. You might be the chosen one in your family. You just got to get in that position. You got to put your family in that position to where you create that generational wealth. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, man, you really do. You got to like this. This is a like I said, this is a journey, man. It's a life journey. And then this journey ain't nothing easy. You know, yeah. and, you know, again, like it's it's, it's nothing. Uh, it's nothing that you can't do. Like I said, everything is figure outable. You know, amount, like I said, like if you listen to this amount of damages, except as otherwise provided by the section and a debt collector who fails to comply with the provision of his of this subchapter, with, with all respects to any person, is liable to such person in the amount that equals the sums. So this is 15 USC 1692K. Yeah. Any actual damage sustained by such person as a result of such failure. So if you love yourself, when you love yourself, you do anything. You go get the nicest shoes. You go get that haircut. You go make sure them nails look right. You gonna make sure you smell good, right? So love yourself the same way we go get this nice, nice stuff. We go put it on. We gotta love ourselves enough to know these laws. Even when cops stop you, anything that is connected to this federal corporation, 28 USC 3002, this is a federal corporation. Anything connected to the federal corporation is a debt collector. So anybody with a badge, uniform, they're a debt collector, a police officer, what are they? They got a badge and a uniform. They connected to this federal corporation and debt collectors. When they say the term charge, you have been charged. They're not charging you. They're charging your Federal Reserve bank account. So that mm-hmm. restitution that you got to pay, it's already been paid. But you don't know no better. We don't know no better. We not taught this. They just they just say NBA young boy has to pay one point something million dollars to whatever. This been paid already. 
If you seen what it said, it was in a positive. 1.1 million in a positive. It didn't have no negative sign there. Mm. So even that, this is where trust funds come in. If you have anything of any sort, if you're on this podcast listening, I really suggest that you sit down with yourself. We got life insurance. We got health insurance. But do you have trust insurance? You have a trust fund to protect your assets. You know, a will is cool, but let's talk about a will. A will is just legal paperwork that is with courts. If you have anything of value, your family has to fight the courts to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Even even after you die, they still got to wait six months to get what you want to a year. I did a live the other day or a couple of weeks ago where I said Aretha Franklin left $80 million on the table. She didn't have a trust fund, a will, nothing. Mm. So Uncle Sam got his money right back. Man. So it's very important that we protect everything, that we work hard, that we, but we make sure that we leave this stuff, we protect this stuff, and we keep it in the family. You know what I mean? We're not creating all this so these people can, you can die and, and they can control what you own. That's what's happening. Look at all these music musicians. They don't own their intellectual property. Yeah. Like, I think, who was it? Somebody just sold their music catalog for $50 million. If you knew what NFT was, she. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a whole I different podcast. I don't, I don't even want to get into, into that, but listen, yeah, you have to podcast. understand the way that this wealth hand is changing and it's changing in front of your face. We're not going into the future. We already in the future. Self-driving cars, Siri and Alexa is what was in our in our robot. Everything that you've seen is is here. Credit is just it was just the beginning. The mm. problem is everybody's finding about credit. The minority is finding out about credit. The wealth standard is falling back over. It's coming back over to the minority side, and it's equaling out. So to me, in my opinion, I feel like the algorithm is messing up. So why do you think they're making all these changes? Even with credit, you got some stuff about the company. Well, it's already implemented, and it hasn't touched every platform yet. FICO 10, FICO 10T. And if you notice it now on your experience, you get an alert for every damn thing you do every two seconds. They tracking how much you spend in, when you spent it, what's coming in, what's coming out, whatever. And it's going to get worse in 2022. So this is the time to, you know, make sure you get in touch with me or Mike. And you make sure that you get your credit in right. And you make sure you get your understanding right. And you yes. make sure that you're reading, you're educating yourself. Because the time that we're going into, we're going into the technology age, the golden age. And it's it's not a good time to be broke, not have money, not have your credit intact, not have a vision, not have nothing to invest in. You only got to be right one time in this life to be okay. Once you figure it out one time, you'll be good for the rest of your life. Once you learn how to invest this money and make your money, make your money for you, like the soldiers that we have in these bank accounts, they're your little soldiers. You got to go out to work and go get them soldiers. Make those soldiers make you more soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Make that money make you more money. How do I do that? Well, like I said, we go invest. We get property, Airbnbs. We can get a box truck. You can get a cargo van. You can go get you a a a a a wheeler, a eighteen wheeler. You can go get you a a, a class B license, an A class license, and turn those into turn those into powerful assets. That's all that is is bringing you back more money, more money. You go get you a, a CDL, and this is the beautiful thing about having um, a box truck. Or car road van or a 18 wheeler if we ever go into a crash 
those things are going to be moving because yeah. people still need cargo people still need packages people still need things so that's of a need so you're always going to be moving and this is what i mean by once you start making enough seizable money you could take some of that money and go reinvest it in different things this is where planting your seeds come in plant these seeds now so by this time next year your seeds is grown they're growing other seeds for you and you can sit back and kick your feet up and that's the real definition of wealth understanding credit understanding the laws you use the credit to leverage yourself to get the things you want you use the money to create passive sources you to invest in the things that you want so investments this is what you would use the cash for that cash like i said go get you that box truck i told you to do yeah. right go get you that vending machine i told you to do go get you an airbnb or go get you a boat if you in miami you can get you a boat and rent the boat out or get you a uh you know whatever wherever you at take your cash and invest take yeah. that credit and leverage take the uh take the passive sources of income and shoot, keep reinvesting that passive sources of income. That money is going to start making you money before you know it. Your business is running themselves because mm -hmm. you invested the right time, the right money. All you have to do is take what you make and keep reinvesting it back into yourself. That's what these big billion dollar, multi-million dollar businesses are doing. They're taking the money. They're not going to get fly with it. They're taking the money and investing in it. And even if for somebody that's coming into new money, one thing I would suggest, if you touch a money you never touched before, please go invest it. Please go invest it. Don't 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 shop till you drop and then you, you mess your bag up. Take no, your bag and create another bag. Mm -hmm. You get $100,000 right now. First thing I'm doing, I'm buying a box truck, cargo van. Mm -hmm. I'm, getting a, I'm getting a license in. I'm getting everything I need. I'm getting that. I'm getting the loads. We out of here. So now while I'm sleeping, somebody is driving for me, dropping off the loads, coming back. And we just made $6,000 in two days because I got somebody to drive for me and drop off loads. Pass. I ain't have to do no work. I ain't have to, I ain't have to stress. I ain't had to get up to no nine to five. I got to sleep in my bed, wake up to $6,000 passively. That's passive income. Mm -hmm. right? And yep. because I leveraged the credit to go get the box truck, to go get the cargo van, my rates are at the best they can be. From zero to four, those are the best rates you want to get. Yeah. Anything higher than that, they got you. Definitely. You know, five maybe, that's cool, but outside of that five, that's that's it. Yeah. You're gonna have to refinance. <laughs> get that good rate once you get that good credit. Refinance. And if you did it right the first time, you only gotta refinance. That's a fact. You could just three years trade that car rent. That's the trick that they play with you. Mm -hmm. That's the trick. I got a 2016 Charger. APR rate is 18. Oh man. And that's a 2016. You paying overtime. So even when you make a payment on the on the on the loan, it's still not good enough. It doesn't put a dent in there. I know some people are like, well, why isn't my number changing? Because your interest rates are too high. Yeah. You know, and they're not going to tell you this stuff. The diligence job is to make money off you. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't tell you things. And that's why in the state of law, being negligent is not an excuse to not know the law. Yeah. So we got to know these laws. We got to take these laws, leverage these laws, leverage this credit, and leverage this cash. If we're doing all that, then I'm telling you right now, there's no reason why you're not going to be successful. It's not it. I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's inevitable. So, you know, that's really what it is with that credit, man. That's a fact, man. I hope y'all are definitely... 
taking notes. Um, you know, I hope you guys can understand why I brought Yoda on the podcast. Um, I wanted to transition into my last question and we'll close out the podcast. So I wanted to know, is there a question that people don't ask you that you would want to talk about, maybe pertaining to credit? Um, I, I mean, it's, it's funny because a lot of people think I'm older than what I am. And it's because of the way, you know, when you talk a certain way, people think yeah, you're older exactly. than what you live. So yeah, it'd be exactly. like, that'd be the big thing. Like, man, you only 28? Man, yeah. I feel like I'm old. It's like, bro, you're not old. KFC was made at that man's age was 68 years old. Mm. So if a man could create something at 68 years old, when we we told at that age, you you done. We don't need you. You dusty. We, you too old to do anything. 68 mm. created a whole franchise. There's a KFC all around the world. I'm talking KFCs is in China. Mm. So you must have did something, right? Yep. So you don't let no age. I tell people to tell you, you don't let no age. Like a 20 year old can, a one year old can teach a hundred year old, and a hundred year old can teach a one year old. It's not, the age stuff don't matter about teaching. But once you learn what you learn, you're supposed to take that and take action. Don't sit around on information. You know, mm-hmm. like, if you're scared. One thing people tell me, like, are you scared? Like, I was scared when I walked away from my job four months ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was, I, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, you know, but it is what it is. You got to take a leap of faith. When you want a life you ain't never had, you got to do things you ain't would never did. Mm. You want to awesome. have, you want to have the life you want and you got to, you got to transition to getting out that, that, that turtle in the box. And, and you got to, you, you got to be, you got to be that, that evil. You got to be out here spreading your wings. You got to make transition. You got to make change. And even with family, like a lot of times people let their family hold them back. You can't let what your mom and your dad tell you not pop, even if they're not hopping on board right away. That means you got to show them. And family normally don't hop on until they start seeing you doing this for other people and you helping other people out. And then that's when they want to start getting on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not leave them behind. It's all right, come on, let's go. Mm You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's what it's one of the biggest questions. Like, you know, is it hard? Anything is hard if you think it's hard. Like going to work is hard every day, but shoot, what hard you want? You want the nine to five hard or you want the 24 hours a day, seven days a week hard? Which one you want? Yeah. Ain't nobody putting a cap on my money. Yeah. If I go to work, I got a cap. I get tax. I get triple tax, double tax, weekly pay. People think they're making money. You're not making money. They just they just taxing you four times mm-hmm. instead of being bi-weekly. So they, they, you know, and then you do overtime at a job and they tax your overtime. They tax your regular check. It's like, dang. <laughs> so, you know, listen, man, don't let the system play you. Play the system. If you do work a job, do your thing at your job, but leverage your money at your job to create the sources of uh, a lifestyle that you want. You can, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you can work a nine to five and still make a nice source of income, but get to the point where you're able to get out of that job and have your freedom. Freedom is to wake up and say, I want to go to California or I want to go to Hawaii or I want to do this or I want to do that. And I'm able to do it. I ain't got to question nothing. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to go look in that bank account and say, damn, yo, I just spent $1,200 on this trip. You ain't, if you, if you doing what you need to do, you ain't going to do that. And that's a way, that's a corny way of living anyway. Yeah. Every I got to check my bank account on what I'm doing. I mean, you're supposed to be checking your finances, but I'm saying in a way of you can't even enjoy your life. Yeah, worried about what you spending and what you not what you didn't spend. Save your money, invest in yourself. If you single, use that single time to get yourself right. Get yourself back, refocus. Get in the gym. Start eating right. Start doing things that's out of the ordinary for you. Get you get out your own way. 
Stop doing normal things that are normal that have not got you anywhere. Get around different friends. Get around people that challenge you to be better, that talk a different way than you've heard before. You hanging around people that want to just chill around all day and be cool. That's cool too. But what y'all doing? Mm. When y'all, when y'all, when y'all chilling, are y'all building ideas? Are y'all focusing on things? Are y'all, are y'all telling each other how to elevate to the next level, or are y'all just chilling around, going out, BSing? Because listen, the sun gonna come up every day, whether it's it's hot outside, cold outside, it's raining, and we still sit, and you still gonna be sitting there trying to figure it out when the sun to figured it out every day. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, it's it's that's really what it's about, man. Uh, just thinking outside of the box, being normal, being weird. That's what I call it. Be weird and be a nerd. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the ones that's weird and that's nerds, they win it right now, if you be honest. Mm-hmm. Cool guys that was in school, the cool, the super cool dude in your, in your classroom. Think about Elon Musk was a nerd in school. Yeah. Jeff Bezos was a nerd in school. So it pays to be a nerd and to be weird and be different and think outside the box and just be you. Like if you like fashion, you want to be a designer, learn the game book, read up and study and educate any lane you win, educate yourself to the highest study, cut out TV and start watching YouTube videos. Use YouTube university to teach you what you need to know. Uh, Start going to Barnes and Nobles, you know, start educating yourself with different books that you've never read. Create an Amazon Prime account so you can go to the bookstore and order books and get them to you the next day. You know, meet your straw man. Uh, the UCC law codes, the truthful land and the FTC, all these things you can get on the Amazon uh, Amazon website. Mm. And then you just study these laws every single day. You got to make yourself do things you ain't never did. And if that means you got to start reading and you're not a reader, if you want to get out of things, if you want to know secrets, if you want to be a millionaire, you got to read. Yeah. Every secret you want to know is in a book. That's why they put it in books because they know we don't read. They got to hide the information. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to have, you can have. But what are you willing to do to put yourself in a position? So if you got to go without getting them J's or them Balenciagas or whatever for a couple months because you got to stack that bread and do what you got to do, that's what you, that's what it's, that's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's where the discipline come in. Yeah. Your friends call you. I can't come out, man. I'm studying for this business I'm about to open. Can you yeah. help me? No? Okay. I'll holler at you when I get done, man. But this is the time, man. You still got time. It, 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 it's what? It's almost 2022. But you got two more months left in this in this year mm-hmm. to make this happen, or at least plant your seeds. Get your seeds planted in two months. You could run up six figures if you're really hungry. Yep. <laughs> like, and I'm and I'm telling you, you can do it. So the only person stopping you is you. It's not your environment. It's not the friends you got around. It's not the family. It's none of that. Because if you go to another city, you gonna have that same nonsense that you had in the last city that you ran from and you left. Mm. So is it really the city, the people, the places, and the things that's around you that's stopping you, or is it yourself? Mm-hmm. And then that's the question you just gotta ask. That's a fact, man. Hey, man, I I always ask my guests <laughs> to give a final credit crystal for the audience. I mean, you done flame the podcast, but do you definitely. you got you got something for us? A final credit crystal for we before we uh, lock it up, man. One thing I'm gonna tell y'all is this, man. Um, this is what I'm going to say. I got a couple laws here that I'm going to say out. Okay. 15 USC 1666. That's billing error. Oh, uh, payments. Yep. Just showing no such thing as a bill, just a statement of the credit transaction. And again, let's go. Everything should be currently in about 
this podcast when you listen to it. And I hope this podcast really helps you because if you listen from the beginning and then you listen to now, everything that I'm saying now is going to correlate what I said in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Error in bills. Just showing a statement is not validation. Remember, I said that when it comes to validating. Validation of truth. Did y'all validate this for me? That's mm-hmm. a billing error. Y'all didn't validate nothing. And why is the bill in a positive? That's a billing error. Mm-hmm. You said I owed you money. How do I owe something that is in a positive to a positive no- notation? When you pay on your credit card full balance down, can you pay on it anymore? No, you cannot. You have to wait until you use it again to pay on that credit card. So how do I pay on something with a billing error on there? Next law, 15 USC 1640, civil liability. You can double the amount of your finance charge by $1,000 in individual action for each violation found on the consumer transaction loan. Mm -hmm. So that's another one that helps you. Each violation on them contractual agreements that you find is a thousand dollars violation. So if you got six violations on there that you can find, you can learn these law codes and put these law codes next to these violations. Shoot, six thousand dollars sounds like a lovely day to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you ain't making six thousand dollars at no job, not weekly or bi-weekly. If you're not in a, uh, if you're not making six figures, you ain't making no six thousand dollars at no job a week or about weekly and i made six thousand dollars by looking at a piece of paper and putting regulation and violations on there and sending it to you and you having to pay me my remedy shoot this is why do you really need a job mm. that's the question you ask all right next one 15 usc 1635 the right of rescission the right of rescission if i decide to exercise my right of rescission i shall receive all my money involved in the down payment and the retaining possession of the property. So what does this mean? That three business days that you need to ask when you go to that dealership and sign that car contract, you can rescind after three business days. Mm-hmm. So everything that was included in that finance charge, the right of rescission, if I decide to exercise my right to res- of rescission, I shall receive all money involved in my down payment and retain possession of property. So these violations that you're finding, they violate you. And let's talk about a contract. Any violations in a contract is a breach of a contract, am I right? So the sum of all charges is supposed to be included in my finance charge. You lied to me and said you are the lender. You gave me money. How did you give me money when I gave you my social security number and my wet signature to access these funds to take from my Federal Reserve bank account in order to pay for this car? So this $50,000 car that I want is already paid for. That sixty, that fifty dollars to $60,000 Tesla that you want is paid for. So I need you to run me my money because this whole contract, even if they breach one law, even if they uh, violate you one time in a contract, again, if there is any violation in a contract by law, that contract is a breach. It is no longer in void. It is non in void. They cannot use it anymore. So because it is non in void, hello, I need all my money back. Thank you. And actually, you got to double the finance charge now. Yeah. So the finance charge, if the car was $50,000, if you double 50000 shoot. <laughs> okay, now. Okay, now. And who's to tell you? how they violated you. Who's to tell you with anguish, pain, mental suffering, emotional distress, or harassment that you went through? They can't tell you that you didn't go through that because they're not you. 
So I'm telling y'all right now in 2022, stop playing with yourself and start loving yourself. Mm. The way you love yourself is learning. You start reading things that you've never read to yourself to take yourself to the next level. If I didn't start reading, I wouldn't be able to be on this podcast to tell you this information. This information is going to change your life and it's going to change your family's life. If you have little children, my biggest gem to you, please do not do your children a disservice. As you're learning, teach your children. How do you teach kids responsibility? It's not by making them pay your bills that you're not paying. So you have your kids to live with you to help you pay bills. That's not responsibility. That's you being lazy. Teach responsibility by putting your kids on your credit cards, teaching them what an authorized user is, teaching them how to leverage the credit of trade line, mm-hmm. teaching them that they you are the trade line to their credit for right now in order for them to be able to establish credit. You're the trade line for them. Teach them these things. Create them a business. Ask your kids while they're young, what type of business would you like to run? What would you like to do? And then you make the steps to start creating that for them. If you have their business and you have their good credit established, by the time they're 18, they can walk out the door and say, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. You did your, That's doing your job as a parent, setting your kids up as, for success. So now you don't have to go get them a car. Again. You don't have to pay for a car. They got the credit to go get the car that they want now. You don't have to go get them apartment. They have the credit scores and the credit profile to go get the apartment or the house that they want to live in. And you set your kids up for success before they left the nest. Mm. So now they can leave at 18 and they're not going to be out here bombarded with this world that we live in because you taught them. Do not send your kids to these schools and these institutions thinking that they're learning. If they're learning in school, you need to come home, make sure you're doing a 6 to 12 and teaching them as well. And that's my advice for y'all. And I wish y'all nothing but success and love and prosperity and whatever it is y'all doing. And just remember that you can do anything. And whatever your creation is, protect your creation. Don't let nothing come in between of your creation and what you got going on. And the people that's bobbing out to what you got going on, they're going to be there. You ain't got to go search for nothing. You ain't got to go look for nothing. Just keep applying pressure in the lane that you want to be in. Love yourself and be fearless. Delete your fears and walk in. Don't walk in fear, but walk your fear down. How do you walk your fear down? You have to execute. Mm. And if you execute, you're going to have everything it is that you want. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. You done playing the podcast. <laughs> How can we how can we get in contact with you? Because I know you know people um, follow you. Instagram is available. You can DM me anytime. Uh my um email, uh business email is recruitenterprisesllc at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm reachable uh Monday through Fridays. Um and like I said, just DM me and, and, and we can get it going, man. We can build. Let's build people, you know. What's the IG? What's the IG? Can you say uh, the, the Instagram is uh, rec- uh recruit Instagram. Uh rec- I said recruit Instagram. Recruit Enterprises LLC on Instagram. If you type in the Credit Yoda, I'll pop up with that name as well. The Credit Yoda. Um, so, like I said, just look me up on Instagram. Um, I got a YouTube. Uh, I got YouTube coming, and I got a Patreon that I'm, I'm I'm gonna start working on very soon as well. Cause I, you know, with everything that's going on with Instagram, you don't want to be one dimensional. Oh um, yeah, man. I'm going to think about making my own platform. Not like a social media platform, but just for something where I can protect my intellectual properties because content is everything. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? And we're in an age of content. And that's another thing, people. Start understanding the content. If you got some some valuable gems or you got anything of value, get on the internet. Start posting. Mm -hmm. Start posting. Get You know what I'm saying? And this is another way of creating resourceful income because off of your content, you'll get royalties, right? Mm -hmm. You'll start getting paid if you monetize yourself right. See, it's money and everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We just have to take, like I said, take different chances. If it don't work the first time, try something else. But don't you give up on this dream. Don't you give up. Don't you throw in the towel. You've come too far. Don't let other people's insecurities flatline your, your situation. Don't quit. That's all I'm saying. If anything that I'm asking you to do, please don't quit. Whatever it is you're trying to do, keep it going. Because you know when you're getting close to success when it gets harder. When it yeah. starts getting harder, that's how you know you're almost there. Mm -hmm. If it's easy... And to defeat his test is not to crumble under pressure. So be aware and don't be sorry and execute and follow your dreams and go get what it is that you want. You know what I mean? And, and that's really it, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. I appreciate you, King. So it was a pleasure. And please definitely tap into this King's lives, tap into his businesses, tap into anything that he has going on. He's definitely going to get you prepared and, 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 and take care of you. Um, you know, I learn a lot from him as he learns from me, as he says, but I got to give him power, man. I this appreciate you. Brother, man. A really good brother. And um, he takes his time every day. I see him all the time. He's always dropping gems. He's always dropping information. And you really can learn something from him and be able to change your life in six months to a year if you actually take the time to listen to the gems that he's dropping. Hey, um, man, this is your, your episode, man. That's about you. <laughs> That's <what I'm> <laughs> so definitely, man. I know, man. But, you know, you always got to give. You always got to be humble um, when Sir. you're in somebody else's house. You always got to show love. And I always want to say, um, you know, like I said, I appreciate everybody. You know what I mean? And like I said, man, it's been a hell of a hell of a podcast. This is my first ever podcast, too, by the way. Oh, so, uh, yo, this, this is my first ever podcast. Oh, you are crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, you know, I really appreciate you. and Thank yeah. you. Because this is, this is, again, doing things that's outside of your comfort zone. This is what I'm saying. You got to do things that's out of your comfort zone. A lot of people are going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. And I just want people to be able to relate. And when you can relate to the people, the people are always going to come back. So like I said, y'all, please do not give up on anything it is that you have started. Please execute. I know it's hard. I know times get rough. But don't you give up because you giving up is going to speak on your character. Mm. And hard times create bigger, bigger and better character. So this is just something that you'll be able to tell to, to the people when you was on your journey because everybody got a story. So like I said, man, I ain't going to talk it off. But y'all do y'all thing, man. Y'all be safe tonight. And y'all, you know, like I said, whatever it is y'all trying to do, I wish everybody nothing but success. Yes, sir. I couldn't have closed it out better. Um, yes, shoot. Y'all have a blessed one. You too, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with CAP and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right. Have a blessed one.